I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Expected, the podcast. <laughs> Hi. We have a segment called Apologies Expected, which we'll be getting to at the end of this uh, this uh, episode. But this is actually Apologies Accepted, the podcast. And I am not Theo, as always. And I am not Juliet, um, ever. Ever, ever. I was going to say um, today, and it's like, no, it's not ever. Not today, not, not tomorrow, today, not tomorrow. Not ever. Not at Christmas time, not any time of the year. Um, and what's shaking bacon, speaking of time of the year? Um Speaking of time, speaking uh-huh. of time, so uh, it's, as we record this, it's just before Christmas, but we're going to be releasing it after Christmas, so um, listeners, we apologize. There's going to be a little bit of Christmas stuff in here, and the season's right. over by the time you hear this, so you're going to be like, right. shut up about Christmas. Um, <laughs> but so I was hanging um, lights outside of the house. Aww. I know. They all fell down in the middle of the night, so I have to go and rehang all the lights that I hung. The ladder and the sticky tape and the Velcro and the nail gun and whatever cement glue I can find. So, okay, great. But I was listening to um, a podcast, the Art Bell, the re-release of old shows. Yeah, I listen to that all the time. Yeah, Yeah, fucking love it. And so um, the the one that I listened to was from 1996, and I have to say... What a joy it is to listen to these old episodes from the 90s because they say things and you remember, wow, it used to be that way. Like uh, some guy called in on the show on his cell phone and Art yelled at him like, don't ever call the show on a cell phone. Don't call him one of those things. That happens so often on that show. And and I'm like, wow, yeah, it used to be really bad. And it used to be really bad connection. And now it's like everybody uses a cell phone like it's their life lifeline. You wouldn't use another phone to call into a radio show, right? right? You'd only use your cell phone. You wouldn't even (laughs) think about it. So the host was yelling at them. Um, And then he was talking about um, some TV show that was had aired the night before and i can't remember what the show was right but it's how it's how he referenced the show right Mm -hmm. and he was like the show last night at 8 p.m on abc which was the broadcaster right yeah or the channel because there were only three channels and everybody knew what was on which channel at what time well we all had cable in the 90s i mean i know but but you still knew what was on abc you still knew what was on the big three networks right even just even just that reference the big three um yeah, yeah it's like wow it used to be that way now if somebody said last night at, at 8 p.m on abc yeah. no, nobody would ever say that ABC? because there wouldn't be it an expectation <laughs> you would know exactly what, yeah what the fuck is that um and so just a joy just a sheer joy and that's what i will do for the rest of day is listen to art bell shows from the 80s um it is a joy it really is other than that, I got a great gift in the mail from a certain Juliet and Brent. Yes. I uh, love the olive oil dishes. They're beautiful. The minute I opened it up, I was like, 
I wonder who this is from. Oh, this is going to be from Juliet. This shit's from Juliet. <laughs> Just had you all over it. Um, and the olive oil is gorgeous. It's a local farm that is near where I used to keep my horse up in Petaluma. And, you know, it's near the, where the lavender farm was I went to in the in the fall. And, you know, I know I don't know the owners or anything, but I know the area. And um, I'll probably end up going there now in the in the summer just to check it out. But um, I have, I've not actually been to that that olive oil farm. But, but I know the area really well. So uh, I wanted to send you something from home, so to speak, from California. Aww. Um, well, produced a beautiful night for me last night because I was Excellent. like, I have olive oil in dipping bowls. So now I have to have bread and cheese and 17 different kinds of expensive jam that I'm going to have to go to the grocery store and buy because I have to have, <laughs> you know, it's got to be from France and squeezed out of a bee and all that kind right, of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And so and I saw you had sausages too. That's pretty cool. And I made sausages because it was like, well, you're gonna have to eat some kind of protein. You can't just yeah. have bread and cheese. Although I guess cheese is protein, but whatever. Um, and so, yes, and I baked garlic. And I've got to say, and this is real deep Theo info here. My favorite favorite smell in the world is roasted garlic, and my really favorite good. thing in the world is bread and roasted garlic and cheese. And there's just it's no so better night at all. Oh, good. I'm glad you had a good time. So with my gift. Yeah, I did. I I had. <laughs> A wonderful night. Um, and so thank you for that. It wasn't just a gift. You gave me a, gr- that sounds bad. You gave me a great night. <laughs> Expect nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you champion you. All right. So what about you? What's shaking, bacon? Um, well, I didn't do anything last week because it was just work. But um, today I'm going to take my dog to dog camp for the night. going to get my hair cut. And then just sort of uh, happened to be happening, not related to the rest of the stuff. And then we're, Brett and I are going to the old Sir Francis Drake Hotel for the night, which is now the Beacon Grand, I think. It was sold. Um, but it's right there on Union Square. So we're going to go out and go window shopping. Maybe do some real shopping. Who knows? Um, they have a Christmas tree Union Square. And they've got ice skaters. Believe me, I'm not going to ice skate. I could never ice skate. I'm certainly not going to try to start again now. Um, and there, and the, the Neiman Marcus has a life-size snow globe, so I got to go check that out. Um, and just hang out and see what's going on with all the people. I hear it's really crowded now, which is interesting because I just read an article in some paper. I, it might have been the New York Times about how San Francisco downtown is deserted uh, now that people are still not wanting to go back to work. Um, and like, you know, shops and, and restaurants and stuff are doing really badly downtown. But this is kind of away, a little bit away from downtown. I mean, it's walking distance from downtown, but it's not downtown. Um, so maybe people are doing what I'm doing, which is going down to christmas shop um so i'm looking forward to that and then i'm off for the next two weeks so i'm definitely looking forward to that two weeks i know isn't it great my company's closed the week between christmas and new year's and then i took next week off as a bonus to myself so um, it's been so slow the last couple of weeks i felt actually guilty about not having more to do so it's kind of a relief to actually be officially off and not have to worry about well what can i do to make this company better right or whatever uh, so yeah, I'm good. How not you? that your Anything boss else? will ever hear this episode or of course not. What could I do to make the company better? <laughs> well, it's always at top of my mind, you know, I'm always working to improve the company and the people that are there. Yay. You giver. I am a giver. <laughs> so that's it for me. That's all my bacon. Um, shall we talk about our, our, uh, our topic of the day? Speaking of giving, what happens when Speaking a doctor gives me. an apology? 
Ah, yes. Ah. Well, I have just the answer for you. Um, first, I want to mention, and we will put these, I hope uh, I'll send them to you, Theo, and you can put them in the show notes. Um, there are three articles that I won't read out the names and titles and authors of now, but three articles that I uh, sort of depended on heavily for, for this episode. So um, they're, they're great articles, and if you're interested at all, you should read them. They're, they're very interesting. Um, but uh, we're talking today about apologies in medical malpractice. Um, medical errors affect at least one in 20 patients, although the estimates have gone as high as uh, to say that medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States, which to me seems ridiculous. I mean, if if one in every three people were dying of medical errors, I think we would know about it. But um, but they are serious and they can be fatal. Um, and in the past, even the recent past, uh, doctors generally respond to medical errors with what's called a deny and defend approach, mostly because they're afraid of being sued. Um, so the doctors are really uh, encouraged by hospitals and and you know, practices to not apologize and, and thereby appear to admit fault. So as we've seen in over a hundred episodes of this podcast, apologizing can resolve a lot of issues. And in medicine, though, it can actually avoid lawsuits and improve future quality of care. So when patients are harmed by medical errors, most physicians actually want to apologize to patients. And of course, medical ethical arguments suggest, I'm sorry, support disclosure of errors. For example, consideration for patient autonomy suggests that patients have a right to make their own health care decisions, which requires knowledge of events which have affected their health. Knowledge of a harmful error could help patients avoid related future injury and improve their health. In practice, however, physicians typically do not disclose harmful error to patients. In a survey of U.S. physicians published in 2007, 95% of the responding physicians indicated that they felt obligated to tell patients about such a mistake. However, only 41% of respondents reported that they had actually disclosed minor harmful errors to their patients, and only 5% reported that they had disclosed major errors, which is really low. Um, And of course, one reason for this is, and I think the primary reason for this is the desire to avoid malpractice lawsuits, and understandably, as that could ruin your career and and your life if you're a physician. Um, but, But interestingly, bad outcomes on their own are typically not enough reason for patients or their families to file malpractice claims. A major reason malpractice claims are pursued is, well, whether the patient was pissed off. Patient uh, doctors who appear to be insensitive, unavailable, or critical are much more likely to be sued. So if you're an asshole and you make a medical mistake, um, you're more likely to be sued than if you were a, a appeared to be a kind, caring doctor. Patients and families are also more likely to sue if they feel like a physician is hiding or withholding important information, because in a case like this, patients will see it as the only way to get that information. Patients may also see malpractice lawsuits as a way to prevent similar errors from occurring to other patients in the future. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, And that seems the human thing to do. If something bad happens to you, um, you and I were having a pre-show conversation about a yeah. friend of mine who had um, an awkward <laughs> experience with his physician. Right. And um, the question became, is this physician potentially harming slash... Overstepping uh, the yeah. There yeah. we go. I was like, is that really harm? Sure. But yeah. Um, overly friendly with other patients. Um, right. And... And the short answer is you do want to stop harm from happening to others if you can. Right. Right. And it it definitely would make a difference to me if I went to my doctor and they were like somebody that I trusted that I felt listened to me and, and, you know, valued my opinion and, and my participation in my own care versus a doctor who was just a jerk and said, Oh, you know, you just need to lose 50 pounds or whatever. 
that would make a difference to me if there was a medical error. I would I would feel less inclined to blame somebody who um, obviously cared about my care as opposed to somebody who just was like, eh, do whatever. Um, so, yeah, so a doctor who does not demonstrate remorse for a harmful error may make patients more likely to consider legal recourse. An apology, our expertise, through its acknowledgement of fault, expression of remorse, offer to repair damages, and promise of behavioral change, could show the patient that the doctor or hospital takes the event seriously and could thereby reduce the likelihood that patients will file malpractice claims. Many patients explicitly identify a lack of apology as the reason they chose to pursue a malpractice suit. One example of a program implemented to encourage physician apologies is the Federal Agency for Healthcare Research and Qualities program called CANDOR, C-A-N-D-O-R, which is an acronym for Communication and Optimal Resolution. I think that's kind of cool. The approach is modeled on a long-standing program pioneered at the University of Michigan and has been tested in 14 hospitals around the country, including Washington Hospital Center and Georgetown University Hospital. According to the Washington Post, despite fears that the new approach would encourage lawsuits, the opposite has proved true. In Michigan, the number of lawsuits was cut nearly in half, and the hospital system saved about $2 million in litigation costs in the first year after the new model was adopted in 2001. Richard C. Boothman, the University of Michigan's Health System's Executive Director of Clinical Safety and Chief Risk Officer, said, The whole point of this isn't to drop malpractice costs. It's to drive patient safety. Boothman launched the program after a career defending doctors and hospitals. We need to hardwire as quickly as possible the lessons of these cases. You have to normalize honesty, Boothman said, to create a culture of continuous improvement. Applying the lessons gleaned from these errors, he said, has helped make care safer. So various states have enacted apology laws to make it easier for doctors to apologize by rendering physicians apologetic statements to patients inadmissible in court should that patient subsequently choose to pursue a malpractice claim. There are generally two types of apology laws, full and partial apology laws. Um, you can see where this is going and, and where um, what's going to happen, or not what's going to happen, but uh, the impact of the different types of laws, I bet you can guess. Full apology laws protect statements that are consistent with the definition of an apology, that is, an expression of regret and a disclosure of error. States with full apology laws explicitly protect statements of fault. Partial apology laws protect expressions of regret only without any protection given to error disclosure. The majority of states protect sympathetic statements but do not protect protect expressions of fault explicitly. So as no one familiar with this podcast will be surprised to hear, partial apologies have been studied and shown to be less effective than full apologies. Compared with full apologies, partial apologies are less likely to reduce anger, prompt forgiveness, or repair a damaged relationship. People who give full apologies versus those who give partial apologies are viewed generally as more moral and more likely to be careful in the future. Patients who know that harmful errors have occurred but have not received a full apology are considerably more likely to be angry, to change physicians, and to pursue litigation even if they have received a partial apology. In certain cases, partial apologies may result in worse outcomes than no apology at all. That's interesting to me. It it, it makes a lot of sense, but these are yeah. two dots I would not have I would, would not have I would not I have know. connected, which which is this thing of a full apology slash admission, air quotes around admission of a guilt, but but yeah. a full apology tells the person receiving the apology that you're a moral person and mm -hmm. therefore you are more likely to actually follow through and improve for the future. Uh, makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Because you're not just interested in money. They think the patients think that you're interested in them and you're interested in patient care and that you are going to make sure that it doesn't happen again, whatever did happen. Uh, and they don't want to punish people who are going to make that kind of effort and who are actually caring as opposed to people who just partially apologize and say, well, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's like, that's kind of definitely even worse than not even bothering to apologize at all. Right. So it feels Taking to me so far, it, given my my numerous law degrees, that... yes that this law is designed to allow humans to be human right? and not so much forgive for errors, but allow people to express that human emotion of, I am so sorry and filled with regret for the situation that you're in and or my own actions, which brought you here. Right. Which is great. It is great. So we'll, I'm sure we'll eventually get to where it's not great, but right now it's like, Awesome. Right. Um, so full apology laws actually are currently much fewer in number. Uh, about, I think, 30 states have apology laws and 10 states have full apology laws protecting the full apology, including the, um, I don't want to say admission of guilt, but it's kind of is admission of guilt. Um, so because there are fewer full apology laws, they're harder to study effectively, but they may provide the legal protection needed for physicians to apologize fully more often. Uh, and this past year, uh, which is sort of what uh, spurred me to bring this topic up for a topic of conversation as an episode at all, um, this past year, California state legislature expanded their partial apology law. So under the new law, previously protected statements of benevolence and statements, quote, suggesting, reflecting, or accepting fault relating to the pain, suffering, or death of a person or to an adverse patient safety event or unexpected healthcare outcome are not admissible in any civil, administrative, regulatory, licensing, or disciplinary board agent or body action or proceeding and shall not be used or admitted in relation to any sanction penalty or other liability as evidence of an admission of liability or for any other purpose, which is very broad, I think. Um, but, but probably good. And we'll get to that when we, when we rate the law, which we're going to do as opposed to any apology. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we are uh, in the country and in the state of California. There's a new law, um, which is going to allow physicians in California to apologize for, um, and to say, you know, I'm sorry that, that, that this happened and I'm sorry that, you know, I did this or however they choose to, to phrase it, they're going to be allowed to do it without it being, um, held against them in court. Which I think is, is great. Anybody that's ever been in a, um, an unfortunate situation where, doctors have had to console you or express sympathy will appreciate that those moments are intense and personal and and any any expression of sympathy and or sorrow feels like a gift when it comes from a doctor yeah exactly absolutely and especially because you know that they probably go through this you know every day yet they're finding it in their hearts to be honest and open and caring with you um despite the fact that that it's something that they may have to go through quite frequently right so absolutely um yay healthcare workers totally yay healthcare workers um and then um you know now the hypothetical is starting to write itself but what if in that intense personal moment, the doctor says, I'm really sorry I left this staple gun inside your mom. <laughs> and that's, it shot a staple into her heart and killed her. 
Well, I mean, that's exactly, so we'll get to rate the apology, but we'll do, why don't we do it now? Because I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Okay. I think, so for the California law, which we'll, we'll rate the California law, um, I give it an 8 out of 10. Now, I don't give it a 10 out of 10. It is good for the patient, the physician, and the hospital or the organization to to, to have an apology presented to them in a, in a meaningful manner. But it's weird to have a physician apologize for an error and then not to be able to use that as evidence in court. So if the doctor said, I'm sorry, I, I severed your husband's spine and now he's a paraplegic, um, and then, you know, six months later he's in court saying, I never did that, that's weird. I don't know if that happens, but it seems like it might. So, okay, let's, let's write on that example, right? Okay, uh-huh. so first off, I immediately gave it a 10 out of 10. And now that you're like yep. eight out of 10, I'm like, oh, wait, should I rethink it? Should I give it a seven? <laughs> but oh, I'm I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a nine point nine. Cause okay. I do take your your point that yeah. well it does allow for it's the word I'm looking for exculpatory. Um yeah, yeah so it, it does allow for admission of guilt to yeah. not be used against you in a court of law. All right, yeah. great. So um, 9.9 officially from Theo, your example, I would say it would really depend on why the severing happened, right? Did the physician sneeze mid, right? right? Or, right. or was he busy gossiping with somebody and, Checking or does he not know what a spine whatever. looks like? Should he not have been... <laughs> doing the spine or should right. he not have been performing the surgery and maybe he's a dentist, right? Just go yeah. Back, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So not qualified to do the procedure would be one thing. And so I think here's where, and again, mind you, I have numerous law degrees, but I think gross negligence is, is provable without yes. an admission without of apology. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, um, I'm sorry. I severed. Why did we have to go here? I'm sorry. I severed your husband's spinal cord. <laughs> um, my bad. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's going to get you sued. But that and and yeah, sure. Your admission of guilt doesn't count against you uh, under the law. Um, and so I'll still say that the. I think the law is beneficial because it allows the surgeon to make that admission of guilt. And even though it can't be used in a court of law, well, the hospital's aware of it now. Right. So, Well, I guess the hope is that this apology is going to be enough for the patient's family that they're not going to sue him, period. Or, you know, they're going to settle th- in court that they'll move or to Right. Or that they'll move to settlement because right. that's really more what it is. Because in these right. laws, it allows for the surgeon... Or I don't know the dentist and, and nurse, yes, e- nurse yes. even right the <laughs> the LVN the or what are they called now CNA certified nursing assistants yeah any healthcare professional Theo it doesn't matter you don't have to name them all um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, so oh I lost my point because I got real excited about why LVNs became CNAs um, yeah you're talking about severing someone's spine spinal cord right not going to court, but settling. Yes, right. And so in those admissions, thank you for remembering what I was talking about, because I clear, completely had forgotten. Um, it does allow for, here's what, here, reparation, right? I'm sorry mm-hmm. I severed your husband's spinal cord. This was my fault. 
and we are going to make sure that we cover all costs associated with this and you'll never have to spend a dime because this was our mistake right right um and i don't know if the surgeon can then like offer gifts of money but that's what it is. It's money, right? Like the yeah. services, the wheelchair or the special bed yeah. or all yeah. the future tests, right? All that yeah. comes at a cost that the family won't have to pay because this was done in error. Um, right. So, th- yeah. S- yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it avoids the prolonged, it avoids attorney costs or prolonged attorney costs is what it Hopefully. does. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I can also see as an example, like somebody saying, oh, yeah, I I, um, cut off your daughter's hand by accident because I was drunk and I thought she was another patient. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm just making this stuff up now. (laughs) Oh, I've got a real life one for you. Okay. Okay, Go ahead. This this happened to a family member. Um, she, She She had a surgical procedure. I'm not sure why she had to go in and have a surgical procedure done, but um, the she'd always had complicated um, menstrual cycles, right? And so they, uh, they went in and they did something. I don't remember what, but the surgeon put her left ovary on her right side and her right ovary on her left side. What? Yeah. Uh, so her ovaries were ah. swapped. After, uh, as he was performing the surgery and he put things back in place, he put them in the Lord. wrong place and Jesus. and it exacerbated the problem. And oh, she was told that uh, that was all in her head, that uh, this was okay. something that was going to pass over time. Like nobody ever looked at it. Um, yeah. And she lived with that for 10 years. Uh, and this happened when she was a relatively young woman. So, so she that would make me mad. had an active menstrual angry. cycle. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, when it was found out, uh, the same doctor was still working in the same hospital, and he was still her family physician, right? Wow. And uh, and she, and this was found out due to another surgery in a different city in the same state, right? Oh. So she had a different doctor, and when the doctor was doing the surgery, it was like, oh. um, wow. I think this is a weird. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's how it all came out. And that's that's how it was all known. And because it's my family, uh, my relative continued to see the doctor who put her ovaries in the wrong place <laughs> for the rest of his career. Good Lord. Yes. Did he yeah. ever apologize? I don't think so. But I also never I'm asked. I'm so angry. Um, well, we're going to say that the story is told not as an ill... It's not told for like the the historical bits of this is what happened to me and blah blah blah. It's told yeah. for you should always question your surgeon. Remember what happened to relative X, yeah. wow. right? Where her ovaries got switched. What? What? How? Yeah. Right? Um, and the doctor's name. Talk about lazy writing. Um, I th- I think this is fair. Was Doctor Sicker. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. There's so much lazy writing around you. It's How does that happen? Crazy. It's stupid. Um, but yes. So um but in that instance had he apologized and said, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, I I did that wrong thing and for ten years yeah. you had even, you know, worse menstrual pain. Yeah. Uh, right? But I, I right. think in that in that Okay, so I'll say if it was me mm-hmm. and the apology came my way, I'd be like, you know what? It was an honest mistake. 
Right. We really should have listened to me when I came to you and said, wow, things are a lot worse. Yeah. Um, rather than like, oh, that's just in your head Jeez. or, oh, whatever. You've always had problems, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would have been angry and I would have probably pursued some sort of um, remedy, legal or whatever, uh, just to make sure that doctor was not going around moving people's ovaries around <laughs> willy-nilly. Well, just not qualified to be performing that level of surgery. And it's in this small town. And so I'll just say that, like, um, no, not victim blaming at all, right? Yeah, sure. Not victim blaming. What, it's going to sound like I'm victim blaming because I sort of am. Go to a big city to have stuff done. Right, right, right. Don't let the vet work on you. <laughs> That's funny because I actually did have surgery done on me by a vet once when I was young. Right. <laughs> Pray tell. Stop. Immediately. Surgery, surgery. I mean, it was, I I got my heel caught in the spokes of a bike when I was a kid and and it ripped through my heel. And my dad uh, promptly drove me to the vet down the the hill from our house and he stitched me up. Um, I don't know why my dad took me to the vet, to to be honest with you. You know, it it, it took me like 30 years to question question that. And I think by then my dad had died. So there was no way I was going to be able to ask my dad, what the hell was he thinking? And why didn't he take me to a doctor? But maybe the vet just happened to be there and the doctors weren't available. It was probably a weekend or something. Or panic. You know, panic parenting, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, my child and all the blood and uh, and so the closest, first, most available, bang, there you are, right? Um, yeah. So I remember being on an animal examining table and them stitching up my foot. <laughs> I laugh about it now. <laughs> Please write a book. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, vets should not be practicing medicine on humans. I'm sure that would not happen today. Well, it was just stitches. I mean, it was just stitches. It's fine. It's not I, like know, it's fine. T- take I have, you to the I have tailor. A scar, though. I mean, I should have had it done by a plastic surgeon, not not a vet. <laughs> so that ruins our foot fetish only fans. Oh yeah, you're the one who's going to have to do the, foot, the feet. It's just going to have to be either you or Brent. So, or we just get pictures of feet, feet and we claim that that there are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people don't do that. Maybe they do. I'm sure they do. Because a real <laughs> foot aficionado would say, those are... I've seen that foot. Julia yeah. Fordham's feet. Uh, why did I say Julia Fordham? Jesus, God. I don't know. That was a breach. <laughs> what I meant to say was... Um, Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. I bet her feet would, would bring in good money. Yeah. For sure. Probably do. I mean, is she above this? Not at all. Easy money. I don't think she's above much, but she's, uh, she, you know, she resigned her UN role recently. She's ambassador to something or other, um, or something like that. I forget what her role was, but she resigned recently. I think she, she criticized the organization that she was, um, working with. And I guess she resigned after that. Anyway, I think it's interesting that she was in that role in the first place. So. But all sorts of people are in roles in the UN that probably shouldn't have any sort of role at all. So, so no, no shade on Angelina Jolie in particular. I um, mean, yes, I was Team Jolie when it happened. Were you? I was. I never cared. It didn't make any difference to me. I well, I didn't know. really I, I care. Know. But when I yeah. stood in line at the grocery store, I'd be like, <laughs> well, I don't see why it's so bad. That's I mean, you know, they love. just fell in love. Whatever. Yeah. It happened. It's Hollywood. Who cares? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's all I have on the on the law. Um, anything else from you, or shall we move on to apologies expected? Um, you know, I've got something I can add. Ooh, yeah. Right. Let's and do it. It's it's not much, but it's not much because it comes from Stanford, which sure. isn't Harvard. But we all hate Stanford. We hate Stanford so bad. All right. Um, okay. So. Many experts believe that so-called apology laws, which allow doctors to apologize to patients for an error without that admission being used against them in court, might help reduce malpractice lawsuits. Mm -hmm. But an an analysis published earlier this year in the Stanford Law Review shows that they have the opposite effect. Um, Okay, so what's up? And mind you, this is coming from Stanford, so it could all be wrong. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so mean to them. Um, (laughs) So, apology laws are on the books in 39 states and Washington, D.C. The goals of these laws, according to legal news service um, J.D. Supra, is to enable doctors to show humanity and to restore dignity to injured patients. Experts have also speculated that such laws might reduce malpractice lawsuits by giving doctors and patients an opportunity to discuss medical errors without the fear of legal vulnerability. For the analysis, researchers analyzed malpractice claims over an eight-year period from a large national malpractice insurer that covers more than 90% of surgeons and non-surgeon physicians in a particular Mm -hmm. specialty. The researchers did not identify the insurer or the specialty. The researchers found that about two-thirds of the claims ended up in court, and the existence of a state apology law did not substantially affect whether a lawsuit against a surgeon went to court. Similarly, the laws did not appear to influence the average payout for surgeons. Um, did they look at what type of apology law it was? Uh, no. And so what a great question. The article does not say. Um, I'll read this paragraph because no. All right. Sure. However, among non-surgeons in states with apology laws, claims are 46% more likely to result in a lawsuit. Further apology laws increase the average payment made to resolve a claim against a non-surgeon, the researchers wrote. They added, overall, our findings indicate that on balance, apology laws increase rather than limit medical malpractice liability. Why apology laws may backfire. This is from the same study. Mm-hmm. As for why apology laws seem to increase lawsuits in some cases, the researchers said that an apology could alert a patient to a medical error of which they were previously unaware Hmm. Hmm, Okay. An apology may alert the patient to malpractice she would not otherwise have discovered or embolden the patient to conclude that malpractice has occurred when she Mm. would have otherwise been unsure, the researcher noted. So that's basically, hmm, my doctor's apologizing to me. It's my opportunity to get rich. (laughs) The researchers added, even if patients cannot use the apology itself as evidence, The apology may alert patients to potential malpractice and encourage them to seek other forms of admissible evidence. Further, if a provider is unable to fully explain the nature of a particular medical error, then a patient may not perceive an apology as sincere, which may provoke rather than assuage anger. To make apology laws more effective at reducing malpractice lawsuits, physicians need to be trained on how to apologize to patients, the researcher said. And so that last bit does make sense to my brain. It's like, you're apologizing, but if the patient doesn't fully understand all of the bits, if you haven't broken it down to a point where they can absorb what you're telling them, mm-hmm. then they're confused and they're angry and, and they're going to act out on that. So right. um, interesting. But to your question, 
No, they did not identify that because it's Stanford, so give them a break. <laughs> so I wonder, yeah, I mean, since most states have the partial apology laws, if, if that's a, a you know a, a consideration in, in that study that most the, they were um, physicians were partially apologizing, which we've already said it may result in worse outcomes than not apologizing at all. So I would be interested to see. Um, I would I would be interested to look at that study. I mean, theoretically, I'd be interested to look at that study. Would I go back and look at it? No, but um, I'm curious as to whether they took that into account at all. It doesn't. Well, like they did. I clicked on the link to go look at that study, Ooh. and they wanted me to pay after Ooh. I read the abstract, and I was oh. like, no, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not paying. No, I pay for enough magazines. I'm not going to pay for more. So speaking of paying. Yes. I guess it's time for Apology Expected or Who's Sorry oh, yes. Now? Yes. What have you got? I don't have anything this week. I'm very sorry. That's But you're going to give me that as a Christmas gift. You get a skip because I got a skip previously. Thank you. And so, so yes. And and I do. I have you an, what? And I do. I have an Apology Expected. Right? Excellent. Yes. And I'm going to say Apology Expected from Steve Bannon. Why? Really? Yes, because Donald Trump on Wednesday oh. night released some stupid cartoon image uh. of him as a superhero with lasers yeah. shooting out of his eyes, right? <laughs> Standing in front of Trump Tower, ripping open his his suit, right? Yeah. Showing a superhero thing that says Trump on it. And he's wearing a belt that says Trump. And behind him is Trump Tower, but you just see the Trump, right? And so... Uh -huh. Like, nobody knows who this is. He has to say the name four times visually. <laughs> um, and and it was major announcement coming on Thursday. So that was the, the cartoon was all about, hey, there's going to be a major announcement tomorrow. And the major announcement on Thursday, as I'm sure nobody cares, and probably half of the America didn't hear or pay attention to because Trump's, uh -huh. Trump's glory has faded couldn't be more delighted, was that Donald Trump has released trading cards, superhero yeah. trading cards that are $99 each, and you can collect them, and Jeez. they're better than baseball cards. That's a direct quote. <laughs> and Steve Bannon said, this didn't help anything, and I can't believe I have been following this guy like this for this long mm -hmm. i'm paraphrasing i don't remember exactly what he said i did read a thing right so i expect a full-throated apology from steve bannon at um in the near future what do you think he's gonna apologize for for having believed in donald trump and at trump? all i see having promoted the wow. guy what what a fucking grifter. And at this point, I'm going to say the, the, I almost said stupid hero, which works. Yeah, the stupid the hero. Stupid hero trading cards is such an absolutely ridiculous real thing that happened. Like, yeah. I, even if I coughed that up out of my brain as like this fake thing I'm saying, I can't imagine something more stupid and this actually happened. And so something in me shifted. And yeah. for those family members who still support Donald yeah. Trump and see January 6th as this event that had to happen because a direct quote from a relative, what else are we going to do? 
Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Follow the fucking law like I yeah, did. Yeah, really. Like I've done my oh, whole my fucking God. life. I don't know, people. What What else are you supposed to do? How about um, all the rules that you guys wrote? You just obey. Let's do yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, my God. I, something shifted. I found forgiveness. I was really mad at them. At, well, I mean, not forgiveness like, come to Christmas. I've got presents. For, <laughs> I, used, I need a hug. Not Wait, I how need. did this happen? Why did you find forgiveness? Because the baseball, tra- not baseball, the superhero trading card thing, right? Yeah. It was such an awful, stupid, horrible, yeah. tone deaf, completely idiotic move. Um, yeah. Which I would expect nothing less, right, from yeah. the Trump campaign. Uh, yeah. It, at the same time, as stunned as I am that it's actually really that blatant mo- a money grab, whatever. Um, yeah. It it shows me that that I'll say my relatives, but I mean all all Trump supporters at this point are just too. I don't want to say too stupid to know better, but that's it. And yeah. that allows me to forgive them because it's like, wow, oh, you're just really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not evil. You're stupid. And I know that sounds like I'm know. I'm downing on people and I'm being all like, ah, oh, you're stupid. Obviously dumb. And it it's it's not. It's just it's really illustrated for me that it's like you just you don't see it because you can't see it. Yeah, that's it. Um, wow. And and I can forgive you. Because he'll never run for office again, and he'll never be in office again. He won't, but DeSantis will. I'm not too worried about DeSantis, and here's why. why? Maybe he's smarter than Trump. But he's smarter than Trump. That's not hard. Only reason that uh, Trump got away with it is because he has zero shame. Yeah. And I don't think DeSantis falls in that camp where DeSantis can mm-hmm. say, the moon is square. Right. And everyone's just going to believe him. Right. Uh, um, maybe. Maybe. I not. mean, I don't know, but I'll, I'll right, say. We'll keep our fingers crossed. That well, you're right. Fingers crossed that I'm right. How dare you? I am right. I am always right. <laughs> so I don't know. That's the future. Who gives a? Who cares? <laughs> it just won't be Trump, and that's all I care about. That's a blessing. It Truly is a blessing. totally. Never have to hear about his stupid kids again. Never have Hopefully, to hear about yeah. him again. Can't wait for. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for um, his wife to be dug up and properly buried somewhere that's not his ex-wife. That's not on oh, his yeah. golf course. <laughs> right. I mean, he buried his ex-wife on his fucking golf course. Why am I, I talking know. about Donald Trump? I don't know. Um, I know. Other than apology expected from Steve Bannon at some future point. He gave it. He skated real close. He skated yeah, he real did. close. Wow. And he's okay. not. And I'll say this about stupid Steve Bannon. He's actually not mm-hmm. stupid. He knows which way the political winds are blowing. And yeah. so he is going to be going towards DeSantis. Yeah, he will. Yes, he will. For hey, sure. DeSantis, I can help you. I can help you get into the White House. It's like I helped Trump. Have you ever slept with a porn star? Because I recommend it. <laughs> It'll help your career. <laughs> all right all right yes i think that's it for us please um so christmas has already passed in the world where this episode is going live but happy new year everyone yes happy 2023 if it's happy 2023 coming it'll be here the second before you know it 
I mean, it is coming. I just don't know when this is released. I could look at a calendar and see if this will be in January. We'll release on Wednesday, and then uh, I I think between the... Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's going to be January 4th when... No, it's not. It's going to be December 28th. Okay, cool. I've been looking at calendars my whole life, and you think I would know how they work. (laughs) I still don't. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. Stay cool, cucumbers. I stole your closing line. Cucumbers. We love you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>